1: So we will uh, spend uh, the majority of today uh, discussing um, baseball and specifically the Toronto Blue Jays and lots to talk about uh, there with more injuries, Tela's being sent down, uh, Springer comes back and the Blue Jays get walloped by um, the Washingtons uh, yesterday. Uh, But the Toronto Maple Leafs went out and uh, won themselves a hockey game again over the Montreal Canadiens and uh, secured their playoff berth, which is of no consequence, Shannon, because we all knew that that was imminent. Um, And it appears, there's no guarantee, but it appears that the most likely matchup in the first round is Toronto-Montreal, which will be intriguing for those of historic um, nature, significance, um, any Toronto-Montreal series you would perceive to be of some value. But is it really competitive? Do the Montreal Canadiens have anything that can compete with the Toronto Maple Leafs?
2: Well, uh, not right now. And I, and I tell you what, Bob, you, you, you know, any time that you admit you would mention a, it's going to be Calgary or sorry, it's going to be Montreal versus Toronto. Uh, it had to be on the shoulders of Carey Price. And uh, even though Carey Price is back practicing a little bit, he's feeling better. There's no guarantee that Carey Price will be ready for the playoffs. Uh, and right now with the way that Montreal is playing, this could be a very short series. Uh, and, and, and right now, the, the Maple Leafs are playing, uh, I would suggest some of the best hockey of the season um, in, in the last uh, seven to 10 days, even though prior to that, prior to the, they trade are playing deadline their worst around that trade deadline, they were playing some of their worst. So yeah. that's, but that's the roller coaster of this darn division, Bob, you know, I mean, look at Winnipeg now, Winnipeg, uh, who were, you know, viewed as uh, somebody that was really going to be a fixture in the playoffs, and was—they've now lost five in a row, uh, losing again last night to Edmonton, uh, and 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 there's lots of question marks in in Winnipeg now. So, well, I but, but, but it certainly looks like the first two round matchups in in the north are are Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton, Winnipeg.
1: I might even go so far, Shannon, as to suggest that. Edmonton might be a slight favorite over Winnipeg in that series. If it started tomorrow, for example, now what happens in the last seven or eight games will, will go a long way to determining that. I understand, but right now I kind of like Edmonton in that series. Well, they've beaten the jets uh, seven of
2: nine times this year, Bob, uh, Connor McDavid has, tw- I think, 23 points in nine games. Uh, the jets, uh, as good as they are, as deep as they are, with really good goaltending and a, and a good forward group, uh, they have a tough time managing what McDavid does on the ice. Uh, and that's Paul Maurice's biggest issue right now. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're right on. I mean, right now, Edmonton's playing great hockey, and they can play it different ways right now. They can play the tight-checking games like, like they occurred Wednesday night, or they can play wide-open hockey like they did on Monday night, and they won both games.
1: Uh, are you comfortable that we know the top four teams in the Canadian division? Uh, are are we are we yeah. at that point now? We
2: are within an, a, a, a a decimal point, I think, of knowing that it will be Toronto, Montreal, and and Edmonton and Winnipeg playing in the first round. Yes.
1: All right. Um, let us get on to our uh, guests, a couple of um, guys who have uh, covered baseball for an extended period of time, and uh, we'll address the pros and cons of the Toronto Blue Jays first i remember—is it 21 or 23 games. I know they're a game under 500. It hasn't been all bad, but it has been somewhat surprising um, in the, the positives and the negatives. And we'll address all that. Uh, Rob Longley, Dave Perkins will join us after these messages. And we are back, uh, yours truly, Bob McCown, along with John Shannon, who joins us remotely from um, Edmonton, Alberta.
2: That's not and, remote. That's not remote.
1: Well, if you're in Toronto, it's remote. It's very remote.
2: Well, hold on now.
1: <laughs> but you're not as remote as Longley is. Rob Longley of the Toronto Sun is in where? Medicine Hat?
0: Medicine Hat, Alberta.
1: On his unknown. way. To, yeah, on his way to Calgary. Why did you stop in Medicine Hat? It's not that much further. You could have made uh, it all the way, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, well, thirteen-hour day was enough.
1: All right, and uh, Dave Perkins, I assume, is uh, you're at the home office.
3: Yes, yes, I am.
1: Lovely to see all of you. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this Toronto Blue Jay team. I don't know where are we? An eighth of the way in- into the uh, regular season. Uh, we saw the return of George Springer last night, although not in the fashion and manner or position that we had uh, hoped or anticipated. He was he was DHing last night. Which, Perk, I think makes some sense. I mean, um, guys got a quad problem or had a quad problem. Uh, you sure don't want him to go out and play one game and uh, take a, a misstep and and screw yourself up. But at the same point, if he'd gotten on base, he would have had to run. So really, what was the difference?
3: Well, you can't protect these injured guys. And, uh, you know, they have two guys go down every single day. So it's just a question when his number comes up again, I guess, the, the way it is uh, you know, and every time there's an injury, they say, oh, he, he'll he be fine tomorrow. He won't miss a, a start. And then a month later, he plays his first game of the year. You know, it's crazy. Like Ryu was fine. Oh, no, he's fine. It's just a little tweak. Now he's on the DL. Well, we're going to see him in June. Like, it's crazy that they spent $100 million on this facility to keep everybody healthy. and And guys go three innings get hurt. And they, they, they tweak their hamster. They tweak their muscles. It's, it's, they, they need a review of their practices. I'll tell you that.
2: Hey, Dave, Dave, it's, it a, it's a, it's a nice new hot tub. It's a good dietitian center. It's not Lourdes.
3: (laughs) I, I understand. I understand that. But you know, when, when, when I started covering this team, half the players smoked, everybody ate candy bars and potato chips and they, and they went, they had three guys a season go on the deal now they get four a week it's nuts it's not a game for fit muscular athletes it's a game of hand-eye coordination and skill it's not a physical game it's not the nfl it's not the nba it's not hockey fat guys have always been able to play right and hit and do things and pitch and 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 you didn't have to be in fantastic shape to play baseball. You had to have kind of loose muscles for want of a better word. Those guys with the short blocky muscles, you know, they, they were always pulling them and now you got the weight and the oblique strains and all this stuff. It's, it's wild. I digress. Well, I, is this,
1: does this come down Rob? I'll throw it to you. I mean, is this too much emphasis on training?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but about a year or two ago, a year and a half ago, the Blue Jays dropped their big designation of the high performance department that they had because they were getting mocked about it. all these guys that would be going on the IL because of soft tissue type injuries, right. and, and and they and they were getting uh, lambasted for it. And right. to Perky's point about Springer, I think it's a very good one because George Springer reminds me a lot of Josh Donaldson, two guys who are very fit. Very muscular, but, but not necessarily baseball muscular. And they're always going on the injured list. George Springer hasn't had a year in, his, in, in the last five where he hasn't had some sort of soft tissue injury. Right. Um, and, and here it comes again. And, you know, when they said it's going to be a week, I don't think anybody could believe that it was going to be a week. At first, it was the oblique, and then it went to the quad. I mean, I mean what's next for the guy? It's,
3: and the other thing about Donaldson, since you mentioned him, is what did Donaldson say here? What was his lament when he when he kept getting hurt, getting hurt? Donaldson said, "I averaged 158 games a year until I got to Toronto, yep. and then the high performance people took over, and I I I've been no good ever since." Yeah. But that's what he said, you know. And and he ain't the only one. When everybody who leaves the organization badmouths the the medical part of it, what does that tell you?
1: Well, but it's not necessarily doctors or trainers. It's the philosophy, isn't it, of the organization?
2: I agree. Agreed, 100%. I mean, well, I, as, a, as a guy who doesn't follow the team that closely, I mean, how, how, how would it differ from the Dodgers? How would it differ from the Mets? I mean, what, 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 what would these, this group of people be doing that is different than any other
3: major league team? I don't think anything. I think everybody's got this. I mean, the the oh. the number of DLs is is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it, to me, it goes back to this mandate that unless you throw 95 miles an hour, you're not a you're not a pitcher. So you got all these guys that they hump up and they get the 95 miles an hour, like Jordan Romano, and you go three innings and you're hurt. You last three innings and you go on the DL. Or four innings, or ten, whatever it is, some ridiculous number. But to me, it's it's this overemphasis on, on, you know, speed above all.
1: Well, and we can we can certainly put a lot of players in that category. I'm not disagreeing with you guys in any way, shape, or form. But in terms of Ryu, Ryu is not exa- He does not exactly have a you know sprinter's body or a weightlifter's body. He is a pretty. Normal looking, walking around. He has a, a broadcaster's body. He does. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And he doesn't throw overly hard. You know, he barely hits ninety, and he doesn't even try and throw hard. So, is he an outlier? He's not part of the problem. He's just a guy, one of those guys who just gets hurt from time to time. Is that the answer there?
0: I think so. I mean, but he does have an injury history. I mean, he's spent well, a, lot a long of time one. On yeah, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, long. And, and um, I mean, I don't know if that's inherent to just his, his own physicality or, or the way that he trains. But, you know, in, uh, in one sense, the Jays did buy jet damaged goods when, 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 they, when they signed him. I mean, that was always going to be a risk with him. And it was always going to be a risk with Springer. And then if you, if you get them into a, a facility and a program where you may overtrain, then you're just asking for these kind of injuries.
1: Well, at some point, uh, Shannon, will have to have um... – Shapiro on to address these questions and of course he'll deny all uh relevance. actually it's Ross's
2: so, turn to come on next so
1: well either one yeah um I want to I, I don't want to nitpick here this team is a game under 500 after losing last night and all things considered um that's okay but it isn't they are not doing it the way we thought they would do it we thought that this team would have to win games seven, six, eight, seven because their pitching wasn't going to be good enough, but their offense was going to be plenty good enough to keep them in games. The truth is the reverse the pitching actually has been pretty good and the hitting has been mediocre at best. Take away Guerrero and uh, Bichette. yeah, Bichette. Bichette,
2: Bichette. I mean, they both, they both done okay, haven't they? Yeah, well, Biggio Bgio
1: yeah. struggled the early part of the season.
3: has been bad. Yeah. terrible. The catching's horrible.
1: It's well. I wanted to get. The, it, well, let's go to the right to the catching because uh, I, I think we have to address that. Uh, with due respect to Danny Jansen, Danny Jansen can't hit major league pitching, has never hit major league pitching, and shows no signs that he's ever going to be able to hit major league pitching. And so the excuse for Danny Jansen has always been by the organization. That he's such a good defensive catcher that they can put up with that and tolerate that. Can you? Should you? Perfect. I don't
3: think you, I don't think you can when Guriel's hitting a dollar twenty and and uh, you know nobody else has done is is doing much outside of the two guys you mentioned and even they've been a little spotty yeah, a little bit you know Guerrero had the uh, the great game this week but uh, you know four of his last five uh, just baseball you know. But, but to me, the catching thing, this goes back to, to having a, a 14-man pitching staff. It, it, there was no way on God's earth that Danny Jansen should bat in a, in a critical situation in the game. And yet you can't pinch hit for him because you only have two catchers and, and you don't have anybody to pinch hit with anyway because you got a two-man bench, right? So because they're carrying so many pitchers, so many relievers, uh you you know you got no bench and you gotta live or die with a guy what's poor Jadson? he's like two for 44 or whatever it is like uh, it's ridiculous so and and kirk was supposed to be a hitter and he isn't that neither so it's i I mean it goes up and down the lineup you you can't charlie can't manage this team uh offensively because he's too busy managing the 14 man pitching staff and the three guys in the at the at the alternate camp and the three guys on the dl he's too busy with a 20 man pitching staff to, to manage the team
1: long way
0: yeah, yeah it becomes a real issue and you know all the talk we heard in spring training was how deep this uh, this order was one to nine okay so if you have eight and nine not hitting and then you turn it over to george springer what's 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 the use of that i mean it, it's going to be, a, it has been a dead zone. And until Danny Jansen starts hitting, it's going to continue to be a dead zone. Perk's said 0 for 34. He's one, one, uh, one more away from the record. If he goes 0 for 35, he'll match Ed, Ed Sprague's club record. And, you know, last night, what did he do? He dropped the glasses for the contact lenses. That that speaks uh, to me as a desperate man. He's uh, and he, but, but it's not just this year. As Perk said, he's proven that he can't hit major league pitching. and And you can't afford to have that dead zone at the bottom of the order with this type of a lineup.
1: Well, that's, and, and I think that was my point too, that, yeah. you know, at the beginning of his career, you could make the argument, okay, he's, he's intimidated by uh, major league pitching. He'll learn, he'll get better. He's not getting better. I'm not suggesting he's worse. I think what we've established here, I think we've now firmly established over a few years is he's not going to be able to hit major league pitching. Now, could he get his batting average to 200? I guess bunch of seeing eye shots. But are you okay, is anybody okay with a catcher? Is there a catcher out there that's good enough defensively to mitigate a 200 batting average with negligible power? And the answer, I think, is no.
3: No, except half the teams in the major leagues got somebody like that. So
2: One of the Molina brothers, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but baseball front offices, that's the philosophy now. They say, okay, be good defensively. But most importantly, or almost as, as importantly, manage the pitchers. That's all we hear about, how catchers manage pitchers so well. Yeah, man, and they call a good game. But that, you know, that's, that's not enough. You can't hit 175, buck 75, and, and be okay defensively
2: and manage pitchers. You, you need more production.
3: I agree. I but this is the, there's,
2: there's a cup half full here, guys, because as much as everybody thinks that this team is sputtering along at 11 and 12, I mean, the pitching has been better. Than everybody anticipated up, up until last night Matts was really good right. and and so everybody talks about you got to wait 40 you got to wait 60 games in major league baseball before you start to press the panic button if this team turns the batting around and perhaps turns what's gonna gonna happen behind the plate
1: this team's not in that bad of shape, is it? Well, we're, we agree, John. We don't disagree with you, in, I think, in principle. I, I'm I'm pointing out the Jansen situation because there's no reason for optimism that he's going to be able to turn it around. I assume he'll get a hit at some point in his life. <laughs> I don't think he'll go, oh, for the rest of his career <laughs> unless they end his career. I'm just trying to point out that, I, that it, this is a position where they are giving up a substantial amount of offense mm-hmm. in order to have a guy who is, I mean, is he a great catcher? Is he great defensively? I don't think so. I think he's okay.
3: He's fine. He's, 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 and, he's a good I, major league catcher, but he's not. He's and not, uh, and one quality. of the guys,
1: you guys are talking about relationship with the pitcher. We hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, how difficult is that? How is that a skill set that allows you to be in the major leagues when you can't hit a fastball that's right down the middle? Mm-hmm. is it is there something really unique about Danny jansen and and these pitchers? Are these pitchers standing up and saying, "I would rather pitch to Danny Jansen than than Johnny bench? <laughs> you know I mean, I don't hear that. I think it's just a bunch of excuses and trying to take you know some of the heat off Jansen, and I get it, right. but I don't think it's real
3: just, and, and further to what I was saying earlier, like they sent down tellers yesterday. I mean, with the game on the line, wouldn't you rather have Tellers up there swinging a bat than Danny Jansen? I mean, Tellers—he's he, been a major league hitter. He run into one. He's got power. He's—you know—you can get him out, sure, but you can get everybody out.
1: Well, but you but want to have sixty-five pitchers on, uh, so they that, that was the decision there. Tellers wasn't sent down because he wasn't hitting. I mean, he's hitting correct. a buck eighty-five, but he's been yeah. hitting better the last little while. But you're hundred percent right. right. He wasn't going to DH because Springer was back. He wasn't going to play first base. He may never play first base again. And so he became the odd man out, but it wasn't performance related. I, I, you know, I saw an article, somebody, some idiot wrote an article suggesting it was because his, he was, his performance was poor. And nothing to do with that. It was, we need another pitcher, you know, to sit in the bullpen and wait because we're using six, seven, eight, a game.
3: Right. Because the starters still don't go deep enough. I mean, God Almighty, everybody says Ryu is the greatest pitcher. Buck Martinez said he was a better pitcher, a more impressive pitcher than Garrett Cole and DeGrom and all of, uh, I'm sitting there going, what? He's never come close to 200 innings in his life. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, uh, Ryu, God bless him, he's only going five, six innings. You know, he hit seven once or twice. Uh, you know, Robbie Ray goes five, four, five, six innings. Like. A lot of these, and then they go two bullpen days a week, which uses it all up. The starters got to get going deeper to save the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened last year. The bullpen started great last year, remember? Yeah, and yeah. 30 games into the season, they're all pooped. They're worn to shreds.
1: Yeah, well, well but uh, but a lot of that start, you know, that you have to concede. It, you, you can put some of the onus on the starting pitchers, try and throw more strikes so your pitch count doesn't get them but managers don't let starting this manager doesn't let his starting pitchers exactly. pitch there. This organization is not interested in the guy that could throw a complete game, forget a complete game. They're not interested in the guy who can go more than six innings.
3: Right.
1: You know, yeah. it, it, and, and, and the philosophy is less about pitch count today than it is about. Want to guess
3: three, times through, through the order. The
1: order. three yeah. times through the order. order. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's am right. I the am I the only old nutcase that thinks that's a bunch of hooey? Something tells me Perk is thinks the same way.
3: <laughs> well, you gotta watch the games. That's all you you watch the game. When a guy's cruising, leave him in. That's guy not gonna happen anymore.
2: That's not gonna well, happen anymore.
3: It, it, apparently it happens with Kershaw, it happens with the Grom, it happens with Garrett Cole. Like like some guys are allowed to work on a trouble, and that's how they become. Kershaw and DeGrom and Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? Like, like John Smoltz, who is to my mind the best guy on TV for talking about baseball. Smoltz is talking about this all the time, on, on how pitchers aren't allowed to learn how to get out of trouble that they get in. As soon as you get two guys on base, and and here comes a guy that, oh, you've you've got him out twice, but the third time you can't do it. They bring in the relief pitcher. And and Smoltz is sitting there saying, How are these guys ever going to learn to get out of trouble if they don't get out of trouble?
1: Who was one of the great pitchers of all time, but had more horrible first innings than any other pitcher you remember?
3: Hmm.
1: Roger Clemens. I'm
3: trying to think. Clemens was, yeah, yeah, it took him a while to find his stride.
1: Roger Clemens got batted around more in the first inning and then wound up, when the night was over, he gave up one or two runs. And had pitched a complete game, and you know his team won going away. It happened all the time. Greg Maddox and,
3: had had a little bit of, of high ERA first inning, I think, if I remember. Who's that? Greg Maddox. I, I think he was the same oh, way. But once he got locked into a rhythm and sure, forget it. But you
2: know? but the, but, the, the, but that's ancient history, guys. That's not well, going to happen.
1: It's not going to. Well, happen. that's what we're whining about. We're whining know, about so the stop, philosophies stop. of baseball that exist now. And you can take numbers that can show you anything. What John? Stop
2: stop looking behind and look forward. Try to, you know, you know, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. You know, fix it. What do you want to do? do? Well, what I'm trying
1: to do is educate the dum-dums that run the game right now. Because they're clearly a bunch of morons. And they don't know they don't know a damn thing about what they're talking about. From from this exercise program that is causing more guys to get injured to pitchers trying to throw 150 miles an hour when they can't do it. To babying the pitchers, to you can't go three times through the lineup. It's it's just in my mind, it's just a bunch of poppycock. You you gotta have, you know, you you can't scout a player by looking at a stat sheet. And you gotta you, you gotta use the eye test. And either you 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 can recognize talent or you can't recognize talent. And the game today has the eye test has disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all, it's all predetermined. It's on a piece of paper sitting in front of the manager and the decisions that he makes are made days, weeks, months, years before the game is actually played.
2: Okay, so here's so based on that, the, the Jays play uh, 16 games in the next 17 days. Um, beyond the pitching staff, how many times are we going to see Springer? How concerned would you about be about playing Springer? one way or the other, whether it's in the field or at DH uh, in those 16 games.
1: Well, I don't know. If you're asking me, I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't know. It, it, either you're healed or you're not healed, aren't you? I mean, I, I, I know that there's going to be some risk. Um, but if And I don't pretend to know what, what this health situation is. But if he's okay to play, you play him, don't you?
0: Yeah, but they're being, they're being pretty vague about how that's you know, right his condition right now. I, and, I, and just the way that they go about things there, I, I really think that they're going to baby him. Um, part of the reason they let him play last night as, at, at DH was so that he could see what, what a fastball looks like again, a real fastball, and that he could recover today from a, from a big night at DH because it's an off day today. And I think you'll see him back at DH again uh, probably on, on Friday. And then, then they'll mix it up. He'll be DH, day off, center field until they know that that quad is, is, is okay, that he can run, run down a fly ball in center field, that he, can, that he can leg out a double or whatever whatever it is to show that that quad is okay and he can recover from it. I, I think this, this front office is so worried about having George Springer go on an ext- a further extended trip uh, to the injured list that, that they're going to really baby him along over the next couple of weeks.
2: Well, they did give him 150 million, so uh, you know yeah. he's made 2.7 million for four at bats so far. So the the interesting thing is, is that how, how much pressure would, how much more pressure would they be under, a if the team was playing in Toronto, in front, and b maybe in front of real people, real Blue Jays fans. How much pressure would they feel because it, it's you know the, this this living on another planet concept of watching your 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 home major league baseball team play. There's a lot more secrets, isn't there?
1: Well, yeah, but John, a lot more secrets. We're nitpicking, and we concede that, or at least I conceded, at least uh, because the team's ten and eleven, or eleven and twelve, whatever they, the hell they are. They're a game under eleven 500. and twelve. They're eleven and twelve. They're ele- a game under five hundred. They're about second in their division. They're they're not playing horribly. They're just. They're just not doing it the way we anticipated they would do it. And, yeah, if the offense clicks in and the pitching doesn't fall apart, maybe this team will be even better. But right now, there are question marks, a whole bunch of them, um, that need to be addressed.
0: Well, here's the biggest one, if you guys ask, ask me. Sorry, Bob. How oh. many star- how, how, how many people, how many pitchers are in, this, in the starting rotation of the Blue Jays right now?
1: God only knows. As men, uh, 14, probably. Well, oh, no, yeah. I think there's two. Oh, no, I know what you mean. I there's get it. two
0: there's two right. and one of them's already been on the injured list already anyway so yes the pitching is as one has kept them in, in touch with the leaders in this division while we're waiting for the bats to come around and a lot of that's been the bullpen but how sustainable is that can can that be sustained for 160 games no can it be sustained for 100 games i don't think so maybe it gets you to 40 or 50 but until they get a, a, a real rotation back and until those bats come uh, to life, I'm not going to go with the John Shannon glass half full view of this team just yet. Glass especially, the,
3: especially the way they play defense, the defense is still terrible.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: It's, it's 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 last year I said it was the worst Blue Jay defensive team I've ever seen. I'm not, this isn't much better. I'll give Guerrero credit, he's he's better at first base this year than last year. Amazing what losing 40 pounds does, right? Like all of a sudden, he's he's only baseball heavy now, which, which you can be, you know, Greg Mm -hmm. Luzinski was Bob Horner was Cecil Fielder was, you know, throughout history, uh, Miguel Cabrera guys have been his size and they've been, they've been good players, good hitters. That's fine. The the extra weighty blue has helped them a lot at first base. His footwork still is a a problem and there's so many bad throws. I'm scared he's going to get his arm broke. Well, that's the that's the biggest
1: thing, and I think like I, I agree with you. Tonight. He's done an exceptional job of digging balls out of the dirt, considering how um, how little experience he's had over there. Did it
2: again last night,
3: but the left side of the infield is
2: gruesome. So, so let me ask you this, Dave when do you when do you when do you swap Simeon into shortstop?
3: Well, it, to me, you do it right now because you only have Simeon for this year, so you might as well put him where he belongs. You know, and I had said this in spring training. I I couldn't believe they were going to go with Machete again. You know, God bless him. He's he's an offensive player, and and you know he he makes occasional plays. But you got a shortstop job. You got to turn outs into outs. That's everybody thinks you got to make these fancy plays. You got to turn outs into outs. You know, when you don't, that's what demoralizes the pitcher. I mean, there's no such thing as a routine ground ball to the left side of the Toronto infield.
1: Yeah, well. Um, he makes mistakes on the routine ground balls. And I think virtually every mistake that he's made has been on a routine ground ball. Bingo. And, uh, I think a lot of that is in his head. But nonetheless, yeah. I don't disagree with you. Look, we got to take a break. We'll come back and uh, continue the conversation with Rob Longley, Dave Perkins, back after these messages. With uh, Rob Longley of the uh, Toronto Sun who joins us from Medicine Hat. Uh, Dave Perkins um, is at home in uh, Toronto. Shannon on the road again in Edmonton. And I'm here camped down in the uh, in the big smoke. Uh, we were talking about Marcus Semien in, in terms of moving him to shortstop. I think it's an obvious. But what does it do for Bichette if you move him to second? Does it make him a better defensive player simply because the throw is shorter? Simply because he has a split second longer, even if he bobbles the ball? Perk, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, that's always been the historical... Suggestion that second is easier than short, which obviously it is. But remember, they also need a third base. Uh, I mean, the the you know b- poor Biggio is is you can't put him there now after after the the or the trouble he's going through, and and the left fielder. I mean, honestly, I, I asked somebody the other day, does Doriel need glasses? Because he misjudged what five balls in in three yeah. three games or four games. A couple in Kansas, a couple in Boston. Uh, shoot, they, I mean, to me, that that stuff demoralizes the pitching staff more than anything.
1: Well, and I was this is another topic I was going to get to. So Longley, as I sit here, when Springer is ready to play, the odd man out in the outfield is fill in the blank.
0: Boy, it, it may have to be Gurriel. I agree. Um, because of what Perk said, uh, because of the fact that he isn't exactly hitting and because of the fact that Randall Grichik has played well. And Randall Grichik is a much better right fielder than he is a center fielder. And, uh, I mean, Teoscar Hernandez has said publicly that he doesn't want to be DH. Now, I don't know how much you listen to that, but he prefers to be engaged in the game uh, w- <laughs> when, when he's playing. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be your natural outfield. And I think Guriel, for the
2: time being anyway, would be your odd man out.
0: So you put thought, Hernandez thought, and, I, I, I Hernandez think, think and the, left.
2: By the way, I think the paycheck yeah. on the 15th and 30th would keep you engaged in the game, but that's that's just one me, might so. think. Yes.
3: <laughs> Speaking of paychecks, doesn't Gritschick make 15 million or something? So, no, he was Gritchick's around 10. contract, right? Yeah. I think he's yeah, around only 10. So. Only 10. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. But the, I mean, you, you're paying him, you, they sign yeah. him to a contract, you're going to play him.
0: Yeah. And so. you, then you got a reliable guy out in right field and a guy who, at least so far this year, is hitting a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that, uh, that makes Doriel the easy odd man at, at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. and, and there's, that's sort of unfortunate because he has shown flashes, mm-hmm. at least offensively. Defensively as well, every once in a while. I mean, he's got a pretty good arm. Um, his judgment in the outfield is mostly horrible.
2: You know, guys, I got to tell you, I, it, lots of this talk, and we touched on him a little bit, but I'm really disappointed the president of the Rowdy Tellers fan club hasn't, you know, just stood on his soapbox and screamed for 10 minutes. Why? That? That's McCowan. McCowan, the king of the, he's the president of the well, Rowdy I, Tellers I fan underst-
1: club. I understand the circumstances, John. Um, uh, the circumstances are they 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 needed another pitcher or wanted another pitcher, and they had no place for Rowdy Tellez to play as long as Springer is going to DH. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it has anything to do with Rowdy Tellez's performance. He was hitting like a buck 80, but yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he was hitting like less than 100.
3: Yeah, but so, a buck 80 is fifth on this team.
1: Well, it's, <laughs> it's not far from
3: that. <laughs> can I, can I uh, shift gears for one minute? I'm so oh, yeah. excited about something. I, oh. I have to share it with you. Yes. And this is something that's, that's going to be official in Major League Baseball, and you're going to hear about it for the first time right now, okay? And uh, because of uh, uh, Bumgardner had the seven-inning no-hitter this week that isn't a no-hitter, right? Right. So I said, now bear with me, a guy throws a perfect game for nine innings, 27 up, 27 down, but it's nothing, nothing. So they go to the 10th, and they start with a runner at second base, Right ground ball fly ball run scores mm. now he gets the last guy up 30 batters up 30 batters down his team don't score he loses one nothing but he doesn't throw perfect. A game
1: and the answer is
3: well yes. what do you think the answer is well, officially the,
1: the answer is yes
3: boys i agree one yeah
0: yes Bet everybody yeah, all 34 kids 30.
3: that's what I think. So, I, I somebody I know in Major League Baseball, I, I asked this question. I said, "What would happen in this official?" So they nobody has thought of it, and they had to go to Elias, and Elias had to make a ruling that yes, it will be considered a perfect game, and I think they're going to put out some kind of announcement or something on it, but a clarification. But but now. This is the all-time conundrum. You can lose a perfect game.
1: Uh, I assume, Mr. Perkins, that therefore you are not a fan of this putting a runner on second base to start the tenth inning.
3: Well, hey, I'm, you know what I mean. Or do like you I, care? I'm not assuming. I, quite frankly, I'm I'm so sour on baseball the way it's played. The three and a half hour games with nothing happens, the endless pitching changes, the endless balls in the dirt. When you go zero and two, like a, baseball's, it's going to become a niche sport. I swear, Pe- young people aren't watching it. Who's going to sit and watch this crap for three and a half hours with this endless parade of pitching changes? Well,
2: and, and listen, Dave, that is—I I think that's Major League Baseball's biggest problem. Absolutely. You know, are we talking about a lost generation? Are we talking about two lost generations? Yep. I mean, learning young people don't watch whole games period doesn't matter okay. what sport doesn't matter what sport so all of a sudden if you're comparing mls it's two hours because don't let's not discount soccer in this continent mls is two hours nba's 215 nhl's 230 and they all think they're too long yep and then you got major league the only one that the only one that can justify going four hours is the one that's the the center of the gambling universe yeah everybody's football. put their and
3: pe- and because people are betting they don't care how long it
2: takes. that's right that's right so so this is baseball's biggest issue they've got to find a way to get games back down to 245 and and
1: try wow, to engage young people i, 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 I don't all, know I'm, about you call the
3: strike zone that's what you do you call the mm-hmm. strike zone the way it's written when we were kids the pitch at the letters was a strike
1: that's right, armpit. And now,
3: if it's above the belt, it's not a strike. That's a foot difference. So I say you start calling the strike zone, and every hitter goes up there knowing we're going to call the strike zone the way it's written, from the from the hollow of the knees to the letters. Right? They used to say armpit. It actually used to say to the. I said armpit arm.
1: because I right when I was growing up, that's what that's what it, what it was judged.
3: And and I think it'll solve all of it, all of baseball's problems, because now you got guys going up there swinging. None of this, oh, he's trying to work a walk. His, his old is is OBIP is is such and such. He's gonna he's trying to hit a walk, boom. i get rid of visits, to the mound. Oh yeah, the guy's got trouble. Get him out of the game.
2: How about trying to work with the players? How about trying to work with the players? Because this will be difficult with 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 the players' union. Exactly. How about trying to work with the players to limit the size? of a bullpen or a pitching staff well, so that you do have to find a way to to stick with guys longer
3: because I said, I mean, they brought in the three batter rule and, and it's it's blown up on like look at look at last night where the guy hits harper in the face and the next pitch he hits he hits uh gregorius in the in the ribs and and they can't take him out of the game because like the umpire wants to throw him out of the game and he can't because the guy's wild. He's thrown two pitches and maimed two players. Like, like, he had to stay in for the next batter. This guy, he's just a kid. He's just, he's all upset and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the three batter thing is, is changing the way the game's played, too. But, but you know what? Twice in the last week, Charlie Montoyo has used
0: seven pitchers in a game. Sure. Twice. And, and, and there was no exceptional circumstances for it. It's just the way, the way they do business now. And I mean, I I, I still get irrationally mad during the winter if I turn on a Maple Leafs game and see it ending at 9.35 and say, you know what? If I was at the Rogers Centre, if I'm ever allowed to go to the Rogers Centre again, that might be top seven. I've still got three more innings to go, you know? And it's a problem. It's a huge problem within the game. I agree. I don't know what the answer is, but seven pitchers being a routine thing for a manager,
2: that's, you know, that's adds way too much time. I I think that's one of the reasons Theo Epstein's been put into the commissioner's office is because the the part of the business that he's created you know managing by numbers and 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 they've they've got it they've got to rejig the game they've got to re-understand it to make it more attractive for the regular and just as importantly for the casual fan because the hardcore fan like the hardcore fan that's watching this is saying well, you guys are all old. All you do is you lament about the old things and how great things were. Yeah, I Lord. like baseball the way they are. I like the way baseball's played now. I like my analytics. But that's not the fan that they're trying to grab. They're trying to grab the person that might go to two games a year, that might watch on a Friday night. And there's there, it's, it's difficult to watch. It really is difficult to watch at this point if you're a casual baseball fan.
3: Yep.
1: We all have, as you know, we all have shorter attention spans. And I'm not just talking about those of us of uh, Whoa, our girl. age group. We, the whole world has a short attention <laughs> span. And um, we're not seeing one hour and 59 minute complete games anymore. Uh, Where
2: is Mark Burley when you need him? Sure.
1: Well, or Doc Halliday through uh, one or two yeah. of those, or, or and maybe actually through regularly through um, complete games in if not under two hours and just just over two hours we're not even remotely close to that and that's the dilemma that i have guys is that while i agree perk with your assessment i agree with john's evaluation i agree with all of them i don't know how you change this game when the people that are you you have to put rules in and this is what baseball does not really want to do but
2: there's too much too much dead time there's too much dead time. Like when, Rob, when you talk about when Charlie goes out to the mound seven times to make changes, how, but, how, but, mu- how, how much? How but much? But how do you how might... stop
1: that? How do you stop that, John? You, you stop you know what, it, by, you you know stop what, it by changing the what, way what, the game is thought of. What, what, and these yeah, I tell guys you will what, not do that.
2: What, what, it, games without clocks. You know, the, the, the Olympics, you know, that great prehistoric monster that Perk hates. The Olympics had to put a clock on curling. And you know what? People started to like curling at the Olympics. And and curling, the followings for curling around the world grew because the Olympics put a clock on curling. You know what? There's a time and a place to put a clock in baseball to kill the dead time. Forget about the game. The game's great. It's, It's when the ball's not in plays the problem.
1: Well, let's start with this. Instead of watching uh, slow managers waddle out to the mound and then sit there and chat for a while, make a signal from the dugout. I want you on to change the pictures. Well, managers, don't, managers don't go to the mound at all anymore.
2: That's what I'm saying. Dude, Find ways to fix that.
1: Yeah. Guys, we can, uh, we can do this, um, for as long as anybody wants. I'm sure maybe they don't want any more than what we gave them today, but we'll do it again. We thank you both for, uh, for joining us, uh, from parts unknown and, uh, Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Drive,
2: drive
0: safe, I Robbie. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
1: Rob Longley, Dave Perkins, Shannon and I'll be back after these messages. <laughs> McCown and Shannon with you on the uh, program. thanks to uh, Longley and Perkins for joining. I, us I love
2: it when I love it when Perk gets involved, man. He's when he gets on one of those tangents about the perfect game. You know, people, people forget. That for the longest time, there, Dave was an official scorer, too, at Blue Jay Games, right? Yes, he was. And so the, there's, a, there's a true love of the game with Dave. And that's one of the reasons I love having him on. I loved it when we used to do the, the Hall of Fame ballot. And I love when he talks about how and this game is morphing into something that isn't necessarily very attractive right now
3: do
1: you disagree with them?
2: I, I don't I, but my my concern is as I said earlier we sound like four old guys lamenting the past and I, and that's, and to me you know there's nothing we can do about the well, do about it other than we need to we need but, to look forward and try to fix it.
1: The point of difference is we are not four guys who lamented the past the minute they started changing things. Um, I was op- I've been open to every change that they've made in baseball and and I don't and, and I'm I mean most of them aren't rule changes these are philosophical changes. You know me, I go back to the four-man rotation and um, let a guy pitch till his arm falls off.
2: Well they, but then they, but then then you know the by the way, I don't think in the very often in the in the show that we talk about the one key word that I think has hurt pitching so much in major league baseball, and that's velocity. Velocity, velocity, well velocity but we've talked perfect. about it many
1: times. You're right sure. and you're a hundred percent right. This this obsession with the radar gun and and velocity has yeah changed well, it, it, everything come on, get
2: get get with the times bob <coughs> nobody says velocity no, to... no there's no there's no there's no there's we, we don't say velocity velo velo it's
1: velo now yeah, yeah sure. has I, an anachronism. What's his,
2: by the way what's the velo like oh i was going 60 kilometers in a 50 zone okay okay there's the velo
1: you know so one of the things that's being discussed here that we didn't talk about we should have and it's my fault is this notion now they're going to move the pitching rubber back a foot
2: well, our our buddy Jason Stark uh, talked about it when we had him on, and it was I know it's going to be in the Atlantic League for a yeah. year. So, but it, to me, that's a band-aid. To me, that's a band-aid.
1: Well, years ago, they they they've raised and lowered the 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 pitching mound depending sure. on whether they thought that you know the higher the pitching mound, the more advantage to the pitcher. But so, if but you want to do so, that, okay, that- but. Move but that, back makes, a foot? Me,
2: that makes no sense either because you, you raise or lower the pitching round. What if you have a five foot eight pitcher versus a six foot 10 pitcher? What, I mean, come on now. You're you're it's to me that I don't well, think you want that to that put that a point height point.
1: restriction on pitchers now.
2: Well, no, but I mean, no, I want to keep the game human. I want, I want to keep the game human. I want to stop doing, I, I want to go back to humanity of baseball rather than the science of baseball. That's well, what I want to do.
1: Um, and I and want a,
2: two hours and 45 minutes
1: because I don't want well, to be
2: I do, I, I do too, I want, you know?
1: but in order to do that, you're going to have to change. It's not about, you can't just change rules. You're going to have to change mindset and mindset is impossible to change in major league baseball right now. Mm-hmm. One quick thing before we go, uh, the Toronto blue Jays took a look at James Paxton as a possible member of their uh, starting rotation. And I probably would have been one of the guys, one of the guys who has said, yeah, go for it. Cause you need somebody else. Um, Paxton out for the rest of the season, Tommy John, and and may never pitch again.
2: Disaster in Seattle again. Yeah, just a disaster.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, all right. We'll let everybody go now. <laughs> uh, do you want to promote who we have tomorrow, John?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk to uh, the head coach of the Dallas Stars, Rick Bonus, tomorrow, because I want to, I want to, I want to know Quick. a little bit more about coaching in the pandemic how because i don't think you can walk in the locker room and give a guy heck anymore
1: so all right we'll do that hope you'll join us for that until then for uh, shannon mccown goodbye everybody